Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 179. As always, oh, sorry, episode 179 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Hello. Uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna say this up front: my audio might be a little weird this week because my mic decided to do a weird thing, and it reminded me that despite the fact that I work with computers all day every day, I hate them. Yeah, yeah, they 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 kind of suck. I don't understand things just break or like, and it's like, well, it's been working fine forever. And I don't know why now it's just different now. Yeah. I, this is, it's a huge reason why I just like, I don't have a lot of interest in like a uh, gaming, like PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I just want to like, be able to plug it into a TV and know it's going to work. It, I, I don't know how this happened, but like, somehow probably like two months ago on my computer like like my operating system just kind of like deleted itself nice so like i couldn't put my computer into like rest mode and like there was like a whole issue with like the sound where i couldn't get any sound i i I don't even know how it happened it just deleted itself i finally figured it out and then like two weeks later it happened again but i was at least able to like i knew exactly what was wrong and i was able to download the stuff and fix it again but you're just like why i i don't understand computers i mean i do understand computers and what happened to my microphone is baffling mm-hmm. well remember uh, uh, no. when we were recording the podcast with scott and he couldn't there was something he couldn't open up a web browser and have his microphone in the usb yeah, that I have no idea. I know I I when I was looking up like why my mic sounded so fucked up, I was like, okay, I understand this. Right. I just don't know why, how or why it could have happened. Right. So right. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe the EPROM got deleted on my microphone and now it just has nothing controlling it. But we'll we'll figure that out. Or maybe um, one of uh, your cats really fucked with your mic when you were away. That is possible as well, mm-hmm. um, but we'll find out next week. Hopefully it is resolved because I'll fuck with it until I can no longer stand it anymore. I'm telling you, it sounds fine. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I, so, yeah. It will still drive me nuts because I'll need to solve it. Uh, but with that, we can get into the news. There was a lot of it. Things are coming out. Things are getting delayed. I guess I'll start with the delays. Forspoken was delayed for five whole months mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, until October 11th. It was supposed to come out pretty soon. It was going to be one of Square Enix's first $70 releases. Uh, they said the game needs more polish. Which, uh, yeah, is I mean, hopefully it actually gets polished and it still doesn't turn out to be like uh, cyberpunk. Uh, I don't think it'll turn out to be that bad. No. I just so like... I think that Forspoken looks cool, but like as a tech demo. Yeah. Like I, I, I wonder if they just like need to make it more than what it looks like, I guess. I don't know. But like, I feel like they're just going to round out the edges. Cause it's like, if it, you just wouldn't say anything if it was just like, Hey, we need to add more content to this. Right. You would just say, yeah, Hey, it's I getting delayed. But when you're like, it's getting delayed because we just need to, to, to kind of just like, uh, uh, polish it out a little bit like to me that when you get more specific I, I i'm guessing they're just polishing it but maybe they're gonna add content i don't know 
Yeah, I I don't know. But the like everything about it just looks like weirdly generic in the like battles parts. Like the, the it looks gorgeous graphically and like the moving around looks really cool, but every time they show battling, I'm like Aah. Now, this is Square Enix, right? It is, yes. Do we know like the developer on Luminous Productions? Uh I don't offhand. I don't know if that's the I don't know. Square Enix is a fucking mystery, which we'll talk about later when we talk about the fucking. It uh, seems like this play, was their but... first. Like it seems like they were involved in Final Fantasy fifteen. Because yeah, that's the Luminous engine that they used for that. But like they don't have any other games other than like Final Fantasy fifteen. But I'm confused because it says 2019. They may have ported it. To... There was a pocket edition. So they may have ported it to PC Maybe. as well as Andor doing the weird pared down mobile version. Or the Google Stadia version. Maybe. Because that came out in 2019. Hmm. I, it has to be the Google Stadia version. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like it, it seems like Forspoken is like their very first game, at least under this studio, unless it was like a different name before. Yeah, I would guess that it's just people who worked on Final Fantasy 15 that they formed into a new studio or something. Sure. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, but Square's a fucking wild nightmare festival right now. Uh, but we'll we'll get there. The other delay is Advance Wars Reboot Camp 1 and 2. Uh, Nintendo decided to delay it currently. Uh, it was supposed to come out April 8th, but because of the war... Uh, in the Ukraine, they decided that maybe it's not the best time for people to have a fun war killing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were really upset about this. And it's like, man, fuck off. Like I, Nintendo, I think is right in delaying this. Like, I, I think that's a good decision. Um, you know, well, I mean, just... like, I, I don't want to make this comparison too much, but like, I know right around when nine 11 happened, a lot of companies were like, Ooh, we can't make the game we were making now. Yeah, I mean, wasn't Rockstar making something? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, uh, where... but it's just like this game is literally about war. Right. Like it's <laughs> so, and it's one of those things where it's like a cartoon stylized like war is fun time, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, when that's really happening in a bad way, you know, maybe we'll wait a little bit to put this out, and then people are like, war's happening every day, and that's like. It's just like, just shut up. <laughs> it's like, fucking go download a Game Boy Advance emulator and play Advance Wars 1 and 2. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's just a re-release of two games that I really like, but I I get it. I understand. I think Nintendo is making the correct decision. Right. So, Which, I guess if we want to just briefly mention, it seems like every company is, like, canceling, like, not selling anything in Russia anymore as well. That's been a lot of the yes. news. This, but there's, I mean, we don't need to go over every single game and every single company. It's pretty much all of them. Yeah, more or less. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's fine with me. Yes. I'm okay with that. Uh, Capcom said that they are going to do a hot monster hunter rise sunbreak thing mm-hmm. on the 15th, the stream. I'm very excited. That will be cool. Uh, and then there was there a dead space live stream or it's happening? It happened today. Okay, well, all I know is Dead Space is coming out in 2023. Yes, it it, it seems like initially they were planning this year, but it's getting pushed to next year, which, I mean, they never really 
officially said anything. It was just like, hey, we hope it comes out this year. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this stream was all about the audio design. Okay. Uh, so they really, like, they, at the very start, I didn't watch the whole thing because it was like an hour long. Uh, but at the very start, they're like, hey, this is like pre-alpha. Things are going to look very broken. But we're just kind of showing off the audio and we want to really get your guys input and we want to see a lot of like forum threads and we want to read and really see what the fans are talking about. Like, and cause it seems like they want to have a lot of fan involvement in this uh, remake. So, okay. Uh, but it, it sounds really cool. Uh, like apparently they're really going deep into like the audio design where like there might be a, a like a, something making a sound very far away and depending on what's between it may change like like what that sound is uh if that does that make sense yes it does so like yeah so like it seems like they're really going deep in the the sound design which i mean for survival horror uh less the music and it's more of the sound design that that's important so uh, yeah. I, I, I'm very excited uh, to see what uh, what's happening with uh, Dead Space 3 or mm. Dead Space remake. Yes. Um, and then Sony had a state of play, which yes. reinforced to me that their states of play are bad. No, this is ter- this was terrible all around. I think I, I, this was bad. I don't want to call this bad because I feel like they I mean, like they came out and said, like, it's 20 minutes and it's going to be Japanese focused. Uh huh. And then they showed a bunch of trash garbage. And, no. Oh, bet me the two the thing they ended with is garbage. I I. It's crazy. How can you do that to your fans? There's like there are two things. I was like, hey, this seems kind of cool. Okay, there was one thing that I said, hey, this seems kind of cool. <laughs> See, if I walk away from these saying like at least one thing looks cool, I consider it okay. Okay, but the one thing that I thought was cool is not a Japanese game. So I was like, whatever. Okay. Um, So Capcom at the beginning was like, hey, man, we got a new game. It's called Exoprimal. And you shoot dinosaurs in a third person shooter. Mm -hmm. I got several questions. One, what the fuck is the game that they announced before that I can't even remember the name of that just like disappeared off the face of the earth? Oh. Two, you have a fucking franchise that you already made called Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. Why not use the Dino Crisis name for your dinosaur game? Because uh, this one, this is Dino Destiny. Oh, God. Exo Primal. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, yeah, and it's like supposed to be like a games as a service thing, which like Capcom doesn't really have any of those. So, right, like, right. I get. I, I I get that. Um, See, like, but like, wouldn't that like seriously? Wouldn't that just piss off the the Dino Crisis fans if there are any? If it's not Dino Crisis and it's just Destiny with dinosaurs? But they're never gonna make a new Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis is literally Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. Like, they're just not gonna do it. I, well, that's my point. Like, and you're just gonna piss people off using that name and making and not making anything similar to that, though. I guess I just. It's Capcom is one of those weird things where, like, I know I always say I think that people should make new IPs and stuff. (laughs) Capcom is one of the few studios where it's like they have so many IPs that they haven't done anything with in like over a decade. Yeah, but like, why not do anything with one of them? Yeah, but like all their 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 games are like, I mean, they have like 15 different fighting game franchises. They only need the one. That's true, but they are going to do that. And then they could beautiful Joe Okami. 
uh, fucking god hand. Like, there's so many things that people would give a shit about that they just, like, left the dot Mega Man. It's just weird. I don't know. Actually, this game looks fine. I don't know. It it looks pretty generic to me. Uh, maybe shooting dinosaurs will be fun. It will, you're not going to play this. Don't even. Don't even. Oh, absolutely yourself. not. I'm definitely not going to play it. But I'm just saying, maybe it'll be fun for the people out there. Um, I'll I'll get to the note. I'll talk to the last one because it was one of the two final reveals. Uh, uh, I put the stuff that I. Th- the two of the things I thought were interesting. So if you want to like add whatever you want to talk. About. Yeah. I, the, the only thing I thought was interesting was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection sure. because Konami. Um, Konami putting it out there mm-hmm. uh, is because like these, a lot of these games had never been um, out there before. Like there's some of them were Japanese only mm-hmm. and people are going to be weird because it is like four versions of turtles in time. The arcade game, which is the worst version, the Super Nintendo game as well, which the Super Nintendo version of Turtles in Time is great. Uh, all three versions of TMNT Tournament Fighter. And if they do like uh, rollback netcode, that'll be really cool because you can still kind of play that game competitively. Uh, there were Ninja Turtles Game Boy games and stuff that they are putting in here. Uh, the NES game, which is uh, one of the hardest games of all time, is in there. Like, it's just it's a cool collection. I like when they do companies do uh collections like this um then the other one yeah there was the trek to yomi which was a 2d samurai side scroll this actually looked kind of cool i don't want to be mean to it yeah Yeah, that's that's one of the ones that i'm like yo this seems cool apparently this was this has kind of been announced before but like it's the first time i'm seeing it and it's like okay i might check this one out yes that one actually looked cool Mm -hmm. um the dial field chronicles oh for fuck's sake wait wait wait, what do you hate about this Square Enix dog. I don't understand what this company does. Mm-hmm. The Diofield Chronicles is literally just Valkyria Chronicles, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's a DS game coming out on the fucking PS4 and PS5. Like it's it's re it's it's in between real time strategy and tactical. Right. You have a tactical franchise, my guys. You have, you literally, you have made it already. It's called Final Fantasy Tactics. Do you need another one? You also have Front Mission, which you are also remaking. Mm-hmm. How many generic random things with bullshit names like the Dio Field Chronicle do you need to make? They're putting out Project Triangle Strategy. How many strategy games under different branches can you have at one time? Yeah, but this one, Triangle is on Nintendo. This is on Sony. So It sure is. And also it's got quote unquote real time strategy elements, which just it, I maybe it's because I think Valkyria Chronicles is good and Sega put that out. It, this just looks like a worse version of that that should not be on modern consoles. It doesn't look that bad. I think it looks so bad. It does. The graphics are awful. It looks okay. I will I will say that and then to end it, it was like they were trying to shoot me in the face. They put out I can't even remember what the fucking game is called. It's because it's the Valkyrie newest Valkyria. It's the new Valkyrie profile game. Elysium. Yeah, Valkyrie Elysium. Mm-hmm. Let's just take everything about Valkyrie Profile that made it a unique RPG experience where they were sort of turn-based real-time battles where each character was on a button and everybody loved those games. Uh, and then let's just make it a generic action game that looks like a PS3 game. What if we did that? It could be cool. 
what it just it could be matt but what the fuck you, you how how can you do that how can you be like we took the only thing that made this franchise unique and we removed it completely here's my theory manny i think yes. you're just upset that they didn't announce a new handheld at this I am. I was hoping for the Vita 2, but instead, one of the best PlayStation handheld games of all time, uh-huh. Valkyrie Profile Lenith on the PSP, is being wronged by this release. I don't know, and I, I said this to Nukio, my whole thing is, what the fuck is Square Enix doing? What is what is there, What is going on over there? They are putting out a new Valkyrie profile game, removed the profile, and then made it an action game, and it looks bad. Okay? They're doing that. Mm-hmm. They're putting out another Star Ocean, and it looks like, again, after the last one bombed completely, they gave Triace $7 to make a new Star Ocean game, and that also looks bad. They are putting out their 800th different strategy franchise. They are remaking Front Mission. They are re-releasing Chrono Cross. They are re-releasing uh, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 as Pixel Remasters, which that one actually is fine, and I'll take the Chrono Cross one as well. They are, on the other side of things, making an HD 2D version of Dragon Quest 3, which is very cool, and the same thing with Live Alive, Okay. That is also cool. But then they're like, what if we gave Platinum a fuckload of money <laughs> to make Babylon's fall? Okay. Uh, and let's make sure it sucks. All right. So that's bad. Let's give the guy who made Nights into Dreams a fuckload of money to make Ballad and Wonderworld mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys heard of The Quiet Man? We'll have that as well. It just is one of those things where it's like they always are saying, oh, the games aren't selling enough. Like they they said that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy didn't sell enough. And it's like, well, what are you guys doing over there, man? Why don't you not make 800 games that no one's going to give a you fuck about? I think Guardians of the Galaxy is their fault. That game was poorly marketed. Yes, it was. Because it came out, it turns out it was a great game. And now it's on Game Pass. So I'm going to definitely check it out. But like, I, you and I both got turned off by that game because of the marketing. Oh, yeah. But also, like, yes, that is their fault. It is also their fault that Neo The World Ends With You was a good game and they didn't give it a high enough budget and they sent it out to die. Like, they, and it constantly happens. Like, Square Enix is their own downfall. And it like baffles me because like they, they do that all the time with all the marketing on these really specific things. And like, I don't know who was like, yes, please bring back Valkyrie profile, but remove the thing that people liked about it and make it weirdly generic. Like who the, no one is fucking, no one was fucking saying that. And then to end that with a Valkyrie profile thing, 90% of all humans probably don't even know what the fuck Valkyrie profile is. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like literally Valkyrie profile had been gone for so long. uh, Lab Zero crowdfunded Indivisible to take its place. Well, and if you want to really kind of get into it, like look at the other side, like the more Eidos side. 
I would just like what is going on in their with their Western studios. Like, I don't know what Crystal Dynamics is working on. I know they're helping with Perfect Dark, but that's not even their game. No. And like, I, I guess maybe they're also still making content for the Avengers. Maybe. I, um, Which I mean, I know Eidos Montreal just released, but then like Square Enix Montreal, what are they working on? Yeah. And I, it's just it it's one of those weird things where like yes final fantasy 14 makes them buttloads of money the team that does it very good they do very good things also the remake of seven did very well the remake of seven did very well someone is developing the second part of that game and i assume they're funneling all of the money into that in final fantasy 16 because they're not giving that money to anyone else because i saw what valkyrie elysium looked like and it's not great like i just oh man i that bummed me out so much and i i don't know they even use the same logo man to be like yes this is the continuation of this franchise i hope that game is good and like i'm being overly harsh on the deal field chronicles but like for real how many different strategy franchises do you need 12 that's too many i mean how many jrpgs do you need they don't make them so yes they do they re-release the same ones over and over again. That's fair. Well, wait, are we talking like traditional turn-based or just JRPGs in general? Uh, both. Because like it's, the 7 remake is more than just like a remake. I mean, that's a new game. It is, but that's that that is a weird one. And yes, they're making that. And they're making like, a new Final Fantasy. Which is an action game. But still a JRPG. I know, but it like is it looks almost entirely Western influenced because it's basically just Game of Thrones. I mean, we'll see. It's so. it's definitely going to have a, J- a Japanese. It's it's going to still feel Japanese, I'm sure. I I would assume so, but I don't know because that first trailer is very like not like Final Fantasy. I I bet it still feels like it still has a Japanese. And they also they are the new Dragon Quest is in development too, and they said that also will not be like a traditional JRPG. So, which I don't care. That's fine. I'm I'm just saying like the games that they are funneling all of their money into, we won't see for like ever. And so the fact that they keep putting out these weird games that like are beloved by certain fans and like doing them dirty constantly, it just seems like not a great plan. Like if if you're going to make a new star ocean game, at least like let them try to make it well, instead of giving them what appears to be like a child's allowance to make it. And same thing with this Valkyrie Elysium game. It just is it's one of those weird things where like they I don't know why they put out all these games. I don't know who was like, yes, we should fund Balan Wonderworld. Yes, we <laughs> should fund uh, Babylon's Fall. Like it just I, I just want to like shake them violently. It's like you let Io go for this. Well, like the Babylon's Fall is one that you're just like, how do you let that go out the this, the door? I mean, clearly no, that it, game is just like a broken mess. Uh, you, exactly you and like Plat- platinum is another thing that is like they're having a rough time over there and i i get that but like i they let io go for this for this world who they were like oh they were like oh yeah tomb raider hey tomb raider's good not doing well enough like fuck off tomb raider was doing a lot better than all these things 
and go saying that oh, Guardians of the Galaxy just wasn't performing. It was like, oh fuck off! What the fuck has the Japanese side done other than Final Fantasy fourteen and the it recently? You know, like come on, man. Also, I I'm kind of wondering if they're getting a good amount of money from it being on Game Pass now. So. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope that that game does well. I hope it gets a sequel. Yeah, I, I hope like it like because Jeff Grubb was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. How like if you know like if it's well regarded on Game Pass and like everyone starts downloading it, and it gets a lot of positive talk. Like they might make a second one, and then people will be there day one type of thing to to play the second one. So yeah, I I would hope so. I hope that that is mm-hmm. what happens with that because like that's one of those things where it's like yes you gave them the money to do this and they fucking, they did it. Like they made a good thing. And then your marketing really fucked it up. Yeah. Your marketing fucked it up. And also you guys are out there putting out a bunch of hot trash. So like, come on, don't do that. It's just, I still just go back to those times when it was like, yeah, Tomb Raider and Hitman were like fucking sweet. And then they're like, no, nah, not enough. Well, Hit, like, did Hitman what do, are you do well? Doing? Uh, I think, I don't know if Hitman 1 did well. I think they just were like, we're, we're good on that. Because like Tomb Hit- Raider definitely did well enough. Yes. But then it was still not like good. They're like, oh, we're disappointed it sold 10 million copies. Yeah. And that, that was one of those things where because they use sales projections to like make up for other games that didn't hit their target or whatever. Right. So like that was not Tomb Raider's fault. I don't remember what game it was that really did not do well. It was a Japanese game. That- was it just Final Fantasy? Just because like Final Fantasy 15 would have come out in 2015, which would have been right around the same time as. Uh... Well, are we talking the first? Uh tomb raider or it was i think it was both of them that they said did not yeah. perform well i assume because like the second one once again they fucked that up by doing the xbox exclusive for a year unless they got yeah. a lot of money up front from microsoft i but like who knows yeah and like i hope that i'm wrong i hope that valkyrie elysium comes out and is the fucking sickest shit that's ever existed do you think you will but... play that I uh, I will not buy it unless someone tells me that it's very good. Okay. Um, because it's like I what I want out of a Valkyrie profile game is like a team of a bunch of weird characters that plays like the old one. I mean, I I'm not opposed to playing an action game, but it just doesn't even look like a deep action game. Like it's not like Platinum's making it. They already made Babylon's Fall. So yeah, you know, it's just it's a we- it's a weird thing, and like I. I didn't really have any expectations for this state of play either. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I, uh, yeah, I don't Trek know. Like, looks cool. It does. But for the Valkyrie Elysium to be like the mm-hmm. closer, it's like, who is this for? Who is the, who is this targeted at? Yeah. So, Oh, I agree. I just, you know, I, 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 my favorite was just reading the comments on the, the PlayStation blog before the event. Oh yeah. Cause Oh, also there was the returnal um, free update I think is cool as well. Oh, sure. I, yeah. Yeah. Housemark is making a new, another new IP though now oh, cool. as well. So, um, so they're also making that DLC, which makes returnal co-op and stuff. And I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you, not a Japanese studio. You know what is exciting though, Manny? what tunic is five days away i know that is very exciting i want to play tunic so bad 
But you know what's even more exciting, Matt? I doubt it. Glover. No, you can't. Glover, you got to take that back. You can't say Glover that. No. is coming to Steam on mm-hmm. April 20th. Mm-hmm. For those of you who remember the marketing, gotta love the glove. Uh, it's one of the best video game ad campaigns of all time. I still think about it at least once a month, probably. Really? Glover's so funny. Uh, the game is not great. Okay, mm-hmm. I take that back. I played the PC version of Glover, and okay. that was back in the heady days of when all PC ports of console games were garbage dog shit. Like, this was like an N64 PS1 game, and so I was trying to play this with a mouse and keyboard. Ooh, it did not work well. Um, but I, I can't remember the exact plot. Like, something happens, and a person gets turned into a glove, and then, like the stages are like, it's a weird 3d platformer where you are the glove, but you like got to get a ball to the end of the stage. Um, who the N64 version of the PS one versions were the, uh, the true versions, I believe who owns this IP dude. I don't fucking know, man. Cause it was Hasbro. It, Cause it, yeah, it was Hasbro that did it. And, uh, and like Hasbro, atari but then atari's like so confusing because there's like 15 different ataris now and it, yeah i i have no i have no idea who is putting out glover i guess we'll find out when steam. like when it's on steam whoever the publisher is right yeah i just think it's so funny someone was <laughs> like you know what we're putting out glover uh-huh. and like i just saw the article about it and i was like what the fuck are you talking it's 2022 um that's cool i guess glover is a weird game uh i I, that pc version was bad i still have the disc so interesting in theory i could play glover Uh, you should yeah i don't want to uh april 20th to get it to run Uh, april 20th i could buy it again this better be cheap that's all i'm saying this better be like 10 bucks or less for glover Unless they're really, you know, they didn't reveal the HD up res textures of the glove. Uh, it does not know. look like they've done a lot of work to it. To yeah, it doesn't look like they did anything to it from what <laughs> I saw. But that's, you know, that's fine. That's what happens when you put Glover on Steam in 2022. Uh, and then the final news story, Gotham Knights coming out October 25th. It continues to exist and looks okay. That's my hot take about Gotham Knights. Do you think if this comes comes out and it's just like like maybe like an eighty, do you think you'll pick it up? Yeah, I think I'll pick it up regardless. Okay. I I it looked cool before. <laughs> I mean, obviously there will be eight hundred million more trailers of it before then, yes. probably. Yes. Um, but I mean, I liked what the gameplay looked like before, where it was like kind of different from uh, the Arkham games. Like it was more like. I don't even know how to put it like slightly more RPG, like damage number based than like just straight melee combat. Right. Um, I don't know how that translates into the end, uh, but I mean, maybe also they might've retooled it now because it was like delayed in there, you know, October's a long way away. So uh, yeah, well, I mean, a lot can um, happen. Yeah. So we'll see, but I, yeah, I, I am interested in that game. At least I, I hope it is good. That's my, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, and I, I have to imagine Harry Potter is going to be coming out this year as well. Yes, I would imagine that. Um, I yeah, I would bet they would show that like around E three time, and then it would come out, you know, a couple months after. Where 
who do you think that's going to be on? Do you think that they would work with? Because I assume it's going to be Sony or Microsoft. Yeah, or maybe Jeff Keighley got the big the big scoop. Oh, that's true. I mean, like he did do Tony Hawk by, its, yeah. by himself. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I it depends. Also, because like Warner Brothers games stuff is in like a weird place. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because like I don't know if Warner Brothers is getting sold. It's just been kind of weird right now. Yeah, so that's that's a weird one. I don't know where that would show up. I'm in theory anywhere because it's going to be on everything. So who knows? And like Mortal Kombat's got to get announced sometime soon, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Because that'll probably be coming out next year. Yeah, I would I would hope next year, but and like we'll with, see, I guess. with fighting games, like they like to like really dole it out and be like announce like a character here, a new character here. So like that's something you want to definitely build up the marketing for. So. Oh yeah, NetherRealm was doing like monthly streams for yes. each character reveal and all that stuff, and going super in depth and things like that. So I expect this to be something similar. I'm trying uh, to remember, did the last Mortal Kombat get announced at the Microsoft? Or, I don't even remember where it got announced. I just remember seeing the the like weird trailer because they always when they first show it, it's like a CG trailer with rap over it usually for the last couple. Oh, you know when I think you know when it was announced, I think it was at like the Game Awards because it was during like the like the family, I think. Right. Oh, yes, you're right. It was during <laughs> the family awards. Everybody, <laughs> families love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Uh, listen to this sick nos track while scorpion and sub-zero kill each other yeah so so maybe it'll be then who knows yeah that should be cool uh but with that that's really all the news there was um yeah interesting stuff i guess i yeah i don't know fucking square enix man pissed me off and sony not really you know well, that I Sony, I don't know. I did. They just I feel like they just are like, we got to do something. And then they just like put out stuff like this, which it's it's fine. I just well, yeah. I think. OK, also, I, I guess I, I'll just mention it here. Um, Microsoft is doing a, a, an indie showcase and in ID at Xbox uh, on the, the 15th or 16th, I believe. I think this. I think it's the same day as Tunic com- coming out. So. Yeah, they said they were going to show Tunic there. So, Which has seemed weird to me because I was like, I think that game's going to be out. Uh, I believe it will be, but it's one of those things where maybe they just, because it's been so long since Tunic was announced, yeah. they just want people to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's not going to be a terrible thing. It's just no. normally those things just like, you know, it's for something that's coming out soon, but not like it's out now, but we already know it's out now type of thing. But, you know, whatever. yeah, yeah, um, that game is not coming to Game Pass, by the way. I'm going to pay for it regardless. But like somebody asked and like I saw people like complaining and upset. And it's like, guys, like <laughs> it's going to be like 10 to 15 dollars. Like, I was going to buy it regardless of whether or not it was on Game Pass mm, because mm. I was going to support these people. So, but yeah, I, uh, I'm yeah. very excited for that game. Uh and then after that, nothing is coming out. So. Uh, that's not true for me. Kirby. Oh, that's yeah. And also Anno Mutatium comes out, uh, and that is on Game Pass, I believe. So, get hype. Get hype. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is coming out. Oh, yeah, well. Or like you said nothing's coming out. <laughs> when is that coming out? That's coming out, like, very soon. 
they just did some weird stream where they gave a bunch of like influencers and like games media people access to like an end game build of that. There's a stream the other day or something. It's two weeks. The game comes out in two weeks. Yes, the 25th. What the fuck? Damn, they trying to compete with Kirby. I think they're beating Kirby. No, everybody loves Kirby. <laughs> I don't think. I bet more people will buy Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Mm, that's probably true. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying more people will buy it. Yeah. I mean, hey, I hope it's a good game. I hope they're both good games. I know Kirby's a good game. Uh, we'll see. The demo's been out. Oh, people are liking the demo? Yeah, people really like the demo. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, that's the news. We can get into what we've been playing. It mm-hmm. looks like mostly the same stuff as last week, though. Yes. Primarily. Uh, I continue to play Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a racing game. Well, d- more driving game. I'm about 20 hours in and I have maybe an hour left and I will basically have done everything. Okay. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it was the first, so like proof of concept type of thing. Uh, it's very good, but like, you know, but like, I don't mind like a shorter game, like quote unquote shorter game. Uh, where it's just kind of like fun for, you know, like 20, 25 hours. Uh, so I'll definitely finish that up this weekend. And, uh, and then Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I accidentally did one story mission. So I'm sorry about that, Manny. God damn it. I, I can't believe it. I, it was just, I don't know how it happened, but I went to this area and I was like, I got to just like, farm some seagulls because i need to upgrade some pouches i know what that's like <laughs> then next thing i know i'm in the middle of a story mission and i was like oh shit well i guess i gotta finish this now so uh i am now 40 hours into this game and i'm level <laughs> 35 and like the like the next mission i need to be level 17 <laughs> So I don't know if you're going to be able to complete uh, yeah. it, to be honest. But I have now, like, I really kind of grinded it out this week. And I've got, like, there are five different levels of, like, uh, like gear. So, like, your mm-hmm. weapons and your, your outfits. There's, like, there's like post-game stuff that are gold. I don't have any of that stuff, but I pretty much maxed out, like, uh, the the late game stuff, I guess you would call it the, the, they're purple. Uh, so like I'm basically all geared up that I can just kind of like just cruise through stuff once I kind of want to get back to that. See, the thing is like what I really liked about like a horizon zero dawn was like the main quest story. Mm-hmm. So once I kind of get into that, I just kind of want to cruise through that and just do do it all at once type of thing, if that makes sense. Because like, yeah, because uh, like it actually will end up being like a very good continuous story uh, where if I did it like where I was doing a little uh, open world and going back to the main story, more open world, like it would just feel much more disjointed. So I'd rather mm-hmm. just kind of do that all at once. So that's kind of what I've been doing. So I got gotcha. you. Uh, but I'm having a great time. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like, I, as I've said, like, I waited five years for this game. I just kind of want to, like, enjoy it type of thing, you know? Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I saw other people, like, I saw one person, I know this is Elden Ring, but they're like, I beat Elden Ring and I 100%ed it in a week. And it's like, yeah, but now what are you going to do? 
Well, they probably would be dead if that was the case, because it takes like over 120 hours in most cases. I, he like 90 hours in one week. It's crazy. And you're just like, why? Why? Why would you like? Seriously, why? I understand. Like, if you're like people, people enjoy things sometimes like that. Yeah, but like that's like 15 hours a day. That's not even healthy. Well, that doesn't. People enjoy unhealthy things constantly. Yeah, but like, I I understand if like that's your job, and you're like, I have to get through this to do this review. But like, I I don't know. I I no, I mean, I I get that because I play games like that person. So. Well, not anymore, because now you're busy on the weekends and stuff. So. That is true, but I mean, if I didn't have to work, I would, I would do that. Like, I that would be me. I would be that man. See, but I still like to get outside and like go for a walk and stuff. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> when there's Elden Ring to be played, I mean, you could do both, right? Uh, if I had a Steam Deck, that is true. <laughs> I yeah, I guess sure. I could go for a walk with my Steam Deck and play Elden Ring. That seems like it would be terribly unhealthy. Although you could just do it in a park and you'd be fine, right? Yeah. And then you're not walking in the road playing. Exactly. Safer that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that, that Horizon Forbidden West? That's how you feel what you've been doing? Yeah, uh, a lot of Horizon Forbidden West, and then for Forza Horizon. I don't know what I'm going to get into this weekend because, like, I'm as I said, like I have like an hour left of Forza Horizon, and then I'll be moving on to a couple other games. But who knows? Uh, we'll I gotcha. Uh, but tell me about your experience with Elden Ring. Uh, I am 30 hours into Elden Ring. It continues to be. An open world Souls game. What? I yes, I know this is shocking, and I have also come to the conclusion that I do not like it as much as most people do. Oh no! Where they are saying it is the greatest video game ever conceived by humans since Bloodborne. Uh, I also did not like Bloodborne very much, but I do. I do like Elden Ring. I just think that it sucks and it's overrated. Uh, no, I just think that because of how large it is, it makes the areas less impactful to me for some reason. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of those things where it's like the world is so diverse and there is so much that it somehow like makes some of the stuff like less special to me. And I don't know why that is. Uh, but I, other than that, I mean, I do really enjoy it. Like I just get lost in it. There are way more NPCs than there were before. So it's always interesting to see the weird freaky people and talk to them. Um, I am very stubborn, so I'm still using the beginning armor and beginning sword. Why? And I will not, I will not be changing until I get something that is cool. Oh, so like, okay. So like, and by cool, you mean like aesthetically cool or like, I- uh, both aesthetically cool and something I actually want to use. Like I, uh, I, the sword that I want to use that I have needs 40 strength, which is a lot of strength. And I have 37 right now. So tonight I will finally be able to use that sword probably, but that's like a pretty high level sword, um, that, that I got near the beginning of the game. So, uh, I, I will at least be able to use a new sword soon, but yeah, I, it's pissing me off, man. Every fucking video I see of Elden Ring. I'm like, look at this guy. He's like wearing a fucking skin suit 
that has faces on it or like they look like they skinned a dragon monster hunter style and now they're wearing its flesh i'm over here wearing like generic nightman armor where the fuck are they getting this shit dog i want it but and you're not I, gonna look it up to find out right no i don't want to find out i gotta find it myself okay yeah fair uh, but yeah, I don't know. I never find armor. It's one of those weird things where like because of the way like drop rates work and because of how large the game is, it's just like people probably got lucky and I'm just finding things that I don't want to use. Uh, also, there are these guys who have like weird big heads that look like the Burger King from the <laughs> Burger King commercials. And I so desperately want one of those to drop so that I can dress like the Burger King. I, yeah, that yeah, that would be great. I think they help with magic, though, and I am not a magic user. So I'm, you know, if I ever play again, respect magic Burger King. Uh, but yeah, no, I do. I do really like it. And it's just like there's so much to it. Like the map is fucking gigantic. Uh, and I like there are still like huge, big, like traditional soul style dungeons in the open world. Like I just entered one last night that looks kind of like Hogwarts and is a magic school. So. Uh, I'm getting dunked on by the Burger Kings with their magic now. You know, there are several parts with the Burger Kings, actually. This is an interesting game that I, I was really kind of thinking about this this week. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to, like, piss anyone off saying this, but, like, I really kind of wonder if, like, especially this game, if the reviews are kind of worthless. Uh, I saw people saying this, and I think the answer is no. Uh, the reason why, it, it, well, like, more or less, like, who are these reviews for? I guess is the better question. Like, yes, I understand, like, reviews are important for, like, people who are big Souls fans, right? And they mm-hmm. see that this game's a 97, and they go, like, I'm in there, I'm going to buy this. But then, like, I think where it gets kind of weird is, like, Who's that 97 for, you know? Because, like, really, I mean, like, a game review is a recommendation, right? Yes. Uh, like, y- when you're giving this a 9 out of 10, are, you're not recommending this game to just, like, the average consumer who just kind of occasionally picks up the occasional, like, GTA and Assassin's Creed game, right? I think that is where you are wrong. Because this game is in the public consciousness in yeah. a way that is not normal. Well, that's what I mean. But then you have a lot of people saying, like, this is way too hard and this is not what I expected. You do, but that's their own fault on but, that. But I've also seen a lot of people saying, like, I didn't like a Dark Souls game before and I didn't like Sekiro and I do like this. I, I That's really what I'm kind of more asking is this, like for the people that are buying this just seeing that it's reviewing well and not quite they didn't quite do enough research to realize what they're getting themselves into no and i do see stuff like that but i also think that people who have a negative experience are always louder that's fair um like this game sold extremely ridiculous a ridiculous amount the first couple weeks and that's you know because like george R. R. martin's name is on this and everybody's you know game of thrones fever so, like, I, I do think that the reviews made a lot of people try this game that would not have. Yes. Uh, and I do think that is both good and sucks for people who, like, didn't really uh, take that into account. Like, the one I saw, and it was only because Gary Whitta was retweeting it and then I actually unfollowed him because I just can't take his opinions anymore. But um, it, it was like 
a girl saying like i can't believe this game doesn't have like a story mode it was written by like the greatest mind of our time oh. george rr R. martin <laughs> uh and like I, I can't even experience the story and i was like there's so many things wrong with this one i do not think george rr R. martin is the greatest mind of our time i couldn't even get through the third game of thrones book because i thought it was so boring uh but like also, that's just not the way the stories are ever told in from software games. Like if there was an easy mode, you're not going to get the story more. You know what I mean? Like you're going to still talk to the weird witch and she's going to say a bunch of cryptic bullshit that makes no sense, no matter how difficult the game is. So it's just one of those things where like that complaint seemed really bizarre to me. Like that seemed even like one step beyond the like, I didn't really do my research for this game. Right. Like, that seemed like. Oh, you just like didn't know at all what types of games this developer had made prior to this. Right. Uh, Not even just that they were hard. I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be the game that they peak on, at least sales wise. If like a lot of people bought this and they're like, whoa, this is not what I and they'll be smarter and pay attention in the future. That's all I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, no, I I also wonder that because like the last game that I remember being like this well reviewed and this much like in the public eye was uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, well, I feel like the last. Oh, uh, I guess the last the life yeah the Last of Us is also true because um, like I, NPR like people on NPR were talking about like what did the, the what did the Last of Us Two get on Open Critic? Oh, uh, that was probably like ninety two, ninety three. I just got to look this up now. No, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think Red Dead was at 96. Yeah, so 93. Which, I mean, let's be honest here. The difference between a 93 and a 96. Like, no, no, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah, so Red Dead was the exact same review score as Elden Ring. Right. Uh, is now. So, yeah, but I, I mean, like, yeah, those are I, three good examples of, like, this is in the public consciousness, like, I, and Red Dead and The Last of Us are very different kinds of games also. So. I would say this is much more similar to Cuphead. Yes. Where Cuphead got this, like, uh, once again, it got in this, like, weird published co- consciousness, but that in, ended up being, like, way harder than people would have expected it to be. Yeah, I, this is kind of not really related, but I saw people saying that the Netflix show is not great. The Cuphead show? Yeah, mm. but they did renew it for a second season, so oh. I don't know. Oh, that reminds me. I signed up for Disney Plus, and I finally watched um, Black Widow this week. Oh, nice. How was it? it? I kind of enjoyed it, actually. Okay. And it had the uh, the woman from The Mummy, so I was excited about that. Mm, excellent. Yeah. No Brendan Fraser, though. No, no. Uh, his it wife, though. Would have been a way better movie uh yeah so i mean that's that's all like i elden ring is a great game it's just one of those things where you think if this i don't don't necessarily say cut in half but like if maybe like a third of the content was cut out would you be enjoying it more uh probably it's also it's just one of those things where like i the souls games like one of the things that really like i liked about them and one of the reasons i like sekiro's because like they are very like crafted experiences where they 
are like sort of open, but like only to a couple paths and then they sure. like wrap back in on themselves. Like that's the thing I really like in those games. Whereas this does that in some of those like traditional style dungeons, but it's like so open and so varied that it's just like, it makes not everything feel like super cool and special. It's like, Oh, this is like my 800th giant cool looking castle. Right. And that's not to say that the castles aren't cool or whatever. It's just it. I think it lessens the value to me personally. So I'm not like out there saying like, this is the greatest video game ever made. Like, I really like playing it and look forward to playing it. But I don't know that like I'm going to like say that it's my favorite game of all time or anything when I'm done. So how many hours do you think you're into this game? Uh, 30. Oh, only 30. Okay. So you're mm-hmm. you're actually like being responsible with like your your play session of this one. Uh yeah, I've been being responsible with my play sessions of this. I was not the first weekend, right. um, but the, uh, since since then I have been just because I've been busy during the week as well right. as the weekends recently. So um, I'll probably play like four or five hours tonight. I'm about to beat another major boss, uh, but there's still like so much more of that game. So who knows? Like maybe by the end I'll just be like burnt out by what it is or whatever but, right uh, as of right now i still think it's a very well put together game and it's just like the amount of content is, is seems illegal like i just i think about how much effort it must have taken to make this and it's like so wild yeah and and the other thing is is like can they go back yeah can, can they go back or like do they just be like hey guys it's a new type of Sekiro like right. I don't yeah I don't know and that's not to say like that game isn't small either so right it's just one of those weird things where it's like I don't know now, I believe they are making armored core though right now now if someone were to jump into like they're like I want to try check out like these souls games what what do you think would be the best one to start with dark souls one like yeah I would I would say the the HD remake of Dark Souls 1 but he, I I don't know like because my brother had never played a Souls game before and then he is playing Elden Ring and likes it so mm. I I I don't really know I because I haven't played Dark Souls in a couple years I don't know how well it has aged Right and you didn't touch uh, Demon Souls right Yeah I bounced right off Demon Souls when I first played it when it first came out um but i think i would like it now but uh yeah i did not play the the remake so yeah i would i would say dark souls one just because it's you know it's what they're all built off of other than demon souls well, te- yeah i mean technically they're all built off demon souls but yeah yeah at least dark souls one would be a cheaper to get and probably easier to find as well. Cause like demon souls right now, you either have to whip out your PS three or you have to have a PS five. Yeah. And then dark souls two is weird because it's like they wanted to make Elden ring essentially with it. Uh, but they like had to scale back and like change it almost completely. Uh, it almost got canceled actually. So um, there's all kinds of wild videos if you want to learn about the development of Dark Souls 2. But yeah, it, it almost got canceled. And like now Elden Ring is like the full realization of what Dark Souls 2 was supposed to be. So it, it does seem like they were trying some different things with 2 from what I understand. Yeah. And then 3 goes very much back to, hey, mm-hmm. this is what we were doing before. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Bloodborne is very different because of the, you know, it's more fast paced combat. Same thing with Sekiro. It's more reactionary, right? Yeah, for sure. And then Sekiro is just like really hard. 
Yes. Not that like any of them, but like Sekiro, especially like that one is not something that you can just like grind your way past that one. You have to have. No. Yeah, it is. At a, at a certain point, you just have to have a skill set in Sekiro to move on. So. Yeah, I don't know. From Software is a very interesting company because they like have not really since Demon Souls put out a game that people did not really like in one way or another. And I just wonder, like, is that it? Is it will that continue after Elden Ring? Well, like I and I'm not trying to shit on this formula or shit on them, but like at a certain point, are people going to burn out on this like harder, this like hardcore you know, game style, you know, because like it's not just them making them now either. I mean, there's a lot of Dark Soul clones or Souls clones. Mm-hmm. Now. Like these are not something that I assume people want to play all the time. I mean, like this is something like maybe once a year, maybe. I don't know. I How often can you play these kind of games, I guess? Oh, I could play these forever. I mean, they're just very well crafted. Like the difference between the From Software games specifically and like a lot of the things that try to be like them is like they just don't reach anywhere near the level of like polish and quality. So like Neo, Neo one and two are not nearly as Uh, I did not play Neo, but Neo is also a lot different in terms of like what it is offering as Mm. well. Okay. I, I thought so, like Neo was like well crafted and like polished. No, I think Neo is well crafted and polished, but I just think it's like not necessarily the same as what Dark Souls is doing. Okay. And so like Neo is like a lot. I I like I consider Neo to be a lot more actiony than Dark Souls, I guess. But it, I have not played. Neo. So is it, it like and it's not like Elden Ring. Uh, I don't think so. No, or not not Elden. I meant Se- Sekiro. I'm sorry. Sekiro. No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because like the, there's a lot of like the, weird ninjutsu shit in Neo. The shell, whatever that shell game was. Oh, Mortal Shell. Mortal shell. Yes, Mortal Shell is definitely like Dark Souls more. Uh, but that also was like a smaller indie game that yes. doesn't take very long to beat as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like they know how to craft a world that people like really get into, but it also part of it is like the PvP elements. Uh, and the, you know, the way everything is like just obtuse enough to be kind of annoying. Uh, and I do, I do think PVP is what keeps a lot of people going back to like Dark Souls one, two, and three. Right. Um, I think that the first DLC for Elden Ring will probably be PVP. Mm. So, um, one last thing I just got to say, mm-hmm. like, it's got to suck making those games because, like, you have to just keep fighting those bosses over and over again, just tweaking it and getting it just right. So, like, mm-hmm. that must just suck because, like, and then you're just like, you're done with this game and then it's like, oh, on to the next game that's going to make me want to kill myself. And, yeah, that that's the other thing about this game is, like, there are so many of the bosses that, like it's just not like the other games where it's like, oh, I remember this fight or like, it was really cool. It's just, there's so fucking many that at a certain point, it's just like, I'm smashing my face against this until it's dead. And then now I'm going to go on to the next one that I fight like five minutes later. And so it just like a lot of them don't feel as like rewarding, rewarding and also not as like handcrafted, I guess mm-hmm. like some of them just seem kind of lame, but you know, that happens when you make 800 bosses. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for that. I will probably play a couple hours tonight, and then I'll probably I'll probably like over the course of this week play another ten hours. Um, but then 
uh, I will at least be able to talk about Tunic because I will definitely take a break to play Tunic. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Tunic. I, uh, we were just talking about Tunic, and and I'm, it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really look that far ahead on the release schedule. A lot of time, I just kind of take it day by day. So, yeah, but Tunic. But yeah, so I probably won't be able to talk about Tunic next Friday because it comes out Friday, I believe. No, I thought it was the 16th. Oh, well, then I will have played Tunic by next time. So you guys best fucking get ready. Yeah, the 15th or 16th. It's probably the 15th. Tunic game is March 16th. All right. Well, you get, I lied to all of you. I'm going to have played Tunic by next week. <laughs> so get ready to hear about something that's not Elden Ring. Uh-huh. I'm very excited to play Tunic, in case you can't tell. Oh, we've been talking about Tunic. I've was... waited so long. Let me play <laughs> Tunic. Fuck. I mean, we just saw, like, at that original Xbox announcement, we've been talking about Tunic pretty much ever since. Saw for, like, five seconds, and oh, you're like, okay. give me that. And then the demo came out, and people were like, hey, this game's sick. And I'm yes. like, oh, thank God. And then, like, pretty much every couple months, we're like, where's Tunic? When's yeah, Tunic? where is Tunic? The answer is now. five days away. Yeah, finally. Now. Tunic is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'll at least be able to talk about something that's not Elden Ring next week for once. So. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's it for what we've been playing. We are yes. now going to move into our part three, which is we're going to pull a Frosty. We're going to see what we get here. Um, I'm going through. I'm going through. Oh, man. I didn't think I would pull that. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Never heard of it. What is it? No, what is that? It's a, I, I think it's a game about a bird and a bear. Mm. Um, sounds interesting. Rare, rare is very... I love old Rare. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before. Do you want to just um, kind of talking about like the, the, the three, the franchise? Yeah, we can. Okay. Uh, or, or more just Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, I guess. Well, no, I mean we can just throw in. Why not just throw in the nuts and bolts? Yeah, I guess. Um, but Banjo Kazooie uh, is one of the best looking N sixty four games. I will say that. Uh, it was re released in HD on the Xbox three sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you're going to play a version of this game, you should probably play that version. Uh, uh I think this on the Switch is fine. It is, but I'm just saying that it looks a lot better on the 360 version and uh, plays very well as well. It plays with modern controls. And you can get achievements. Exactly. Whereas the controls on the Switch N64 thing are like kind of janky. So I don't love it, but it does run fine. Wait, how did, how it, they didn't just, because well, map... you, you use the, you use the C buttons and it's like weird. But like they didn't just map how it works on the, the 360. Uh, I don't believe so, no. That's wild. Yeah, whereas like the 360 version is just like how you would play a video game like a normal human. So Right. Um, I Yeah, and the 360 version also has ties to like um, nuts and bolts and right. some other stuff. So, But no, I, I really like Banjo-Kazooie. Um, the music for it that Grant like, Kirkhope did iconic. is fucking so good banjo xylophone all mm. that shit um but it is the first like weird like collectathon ish game that i can really remember right 
Well, I, I guess if you count Mario 64, you're collecting like, stars, but Banjo-Kazooie had a lot more stuff to collect, I think, than just the, you know, just the jiggies. You're trying to get the golden puzzle pieces called jiggies. Yes, which I mean, like everything kind of ended up just being about the jiggies or the music notes. Yeah, so there were the music notes, which you could also get. But then, I, I mean, you got you still got to collect like the eggs. I mean, not, but that's for ammo. Yes, you know, you like collect the eggs, you collect the feathers to fly and stuff like that. So. And well, in the golden feather, Jinjos. the Jinjo, but the the five Jinjos were gave you one puzzle piece. The, that the is true. Piece. Yeah, uh, the the golden feather that would give you like uh, that would just kind of make it so like you can take damage. Mm, yes. Uh, but just like as an banjo kazooie is a, th- a 3d platformer yes. more or less where you're collecting jiggies in the way that you, mario is collecting stars in super mario 64 well not really because like mario 64 you go into the world you collect one and you're out uh banjo kazooie you go into this world and you just try to collect all 10 mm-hmm. and, and then you like bounce out and then you go on to the next world so i, I think yeah. that is one of the that's like a key difference because mm-hmm. uh, like Mario you collect a star and then you're knocked out of that world and then you have to go back into that world mm-hmm. uh, so and I think that's a big reason why I kind of like preferred uh, Banjo-Kazooie because like each world just kind of feels like its own little like open world in a lot of ways you know yeah it does um, and they're all like very unique yeah. and colorful yes uh, um, what are some yeah. of your favorites if you can remember uh i you know i don't really know i really like the beach area okay like the fire beach area um i did that the first area is the one that i will always remember because i as a kid i played that in target constantly you're you're talking about like the very first like the the tutorial area right the tutorial area yes Which i do want to say i love the way the game does the tutorial area where like if you start in that game, you can just basically skip all that if you want to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through the tutorial if you don't want to, which is so nice. Uh, like as an adult now, yeah. Um, but like I, I want to give a quick shout out to I love the Egypt area. The 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 the. De- I assume when you said the desert, you weren't talking about the. You're talking about the the beach, right? I was talking about the beach. Yeah. There's the like the Egypt level where there's the pyramids. And the Sphinx and everything. I don't know if you remember that world. I do. Um, the 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 Christmas area is probably. You know, I do. I do also like that area. Yeah. Giant snowman. And then, like, I think the area that blew my mind was the very last one, uh, where it's like the 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 big tree. And oh it, yeah, and it's all four seasons. Mm-hmm. I just like I as a kid, like just like. You're just like, whoa, this is like you just see the world changing, which I understand how they like as an adult. I see how they did it. But like as a kid, you're just like you're seeing this world in like the the four different with the four different seasons and how different that was. And it was just so cool. And I just I'd never seen anything like that before. No. Yeah. And I that's one of the things that I think like always sticks out of my mind about Banjo-Kazooie is just like all of those worlds were very unique. Mm-hmm. There were all kinds of characters with a bunch of like very personality, person, varied personality. Like the, the plot is Banjo's sister gets kidnapped by the evil witch Gruntilda. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're trying to get her back. Um, Banjo is a bear. Kazooie is a bird. And you get all kinds of like weird abilities. Like 
Kazooie can like jump off platforms with her weird legs. She can like shit egg grenades. They can fly. Like it just it has a bunch of really cool abilities. But then there are characters like Mumbo, and, the, and he's a witch doctor, and he'll like turn you into like all kinds of weird different shit. And then you have the googly eyes on you, so you know that you are that thing. I like the the ant. That's the one I always kind of think of. I usually think of the washing machine. Okay, yeah, the washing machine's pretty good too. Yeah, um, and I, Banjo Tooie had a lot more of that yes. transformation stuff. But I, in my brain, like I don't remember Banjo Tooie as much because, like, I I played Banjo Kazooie a lot, like in the demos at Target, and then like I rented it, and then I obviously replayed it again when it was on Xbox 360. But Banjo Tooie, I like, I must have only ever like played once for real. I think. Like, I rented it and beat it, but I think that might have been the only time I actually played Banjo-Tooie through was, like, one time. I've never actually finished Banjo-Tooie. Oh, really? Yeah, that's something I should probably do at some point. Yeah, I I mean, it is still good. Like, it is uh, it is an extension of Banjo-Kazooie and that it is just like, hey, more. this is that, but with more. Um, there was like a weird multiplayer mode that I would play sometimes in Banjo Tooie, where it was like a first-person shooter. Yes, I remember you, that. You would you would use Kazooie as the gun, but like the, that was also in the the main game as well. You had to do that at least once. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that multiplayer mode was fun with that. Um, and they at the end of that game, they do tease Banjo Three. They say, "I'll see you in Banjo Three. Mm. Um, and I, as a kid, I liked that. And then Banjo Three never came out. Uh, instead, we got Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which changed it, and it was no longer a 3D platformer. It was a like weird building game racer thing. It, yeah. And I, I like the conceit of that game, too, where like Banjo and Kazooie haven't been heroes for a long time, so they're fat and old. <laughs> uh, and then you like, you know, you, you can't platform anymore because you're fat and old. And that that game is fun in its own way, but I just like I, I don't know. It's it's strange to think of that as a Banjo Kazooie game after the first two, which I get why people are like kind of weird about that game and like this isn't what I asked for. But I mean, it does still have that same sense of charm and character. Oh, it's uh, it's, it's, it's just not it's just not the same. Um, it's not a three D platform, you know? Yeah. Uh yeah, which I didn't care for it. I kind of fell off of it. But I, mm-hmm. I think I was kind of going into it like it, it's weird because it, it's not a 3D platformer, but then it's also not like a driving racing game either. Yeah, it's just like it. I, I don't even know what you would call it. It's just you like do a bunch of like weird challenges. Yes. Like you got to like pick things up and bring them somewhere or like have a car and blueprints that do a specific thing and stuff like that. So it's like, it is just like a weird, like creative building game as well. Right. And there are like races and stuff too, but it's not just like a traditional, like, Hey, we're racing like Diddy Kong racing style or anything. So, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a very unique and interesting thing, but I I think when people are talking about Banjo Kazooie, they're typically just talking about the first one because that's that, I mean, that's the, probably most people consider that the best one, I would guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know how people feel about Banjo Tooie. Yeah, I, I, I I never hear anybody talk about Banjo Tooie, to be honest. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. 
but I like I said, I only played that game once, so I can't really like weigh in super heavily on it. And as a kid, my memory's not great right. on that kind of stuff. So yeah, and as I, I I tried it as an adult, and then for whatever reason, I just kind of fell off. Um, I think I'm better now about just kind of like committing to a game and trying to finish it. So like it is something I definitely want to go back and try sometime. I just haven't yet. Yeah. Maybe maybe talking about it now is gonna make me bump that up the the list and you know try it sometime in the next few months. Yeah, after the podcast today, you can just go play Banjo Tooie. I could. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I kind of want to, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, you're so. not going to. Uh, I think if I were, I would want to play Banjo Kazooie again first because that's a mm-hmm. game I enjoy going back to and just kind of playing through. Uh, yeah every you know at least once a year type of thing because it's not that long and i i do love the ending with the uh the game show yes people love that because it's just like well this is unexpected at the end and then in traditional rare fashion that final boss is just fucked (laughs) really hard yeah um but i mean that's all that's all i got about banjo kazooie really yeah yeah um they put him in smash they did, and people were very excited about that. That was actually a great trailer, from what I remember. It was, and it's a great playing character and a cool stage. So, uh, now for next week, I wanted to do a top ten, Manny. Okay. Uh, so I have th- three options, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna dole this out in one of two ways. Either you can just pick one, two, or three, and we'll just kind of do that, or would you like to hear the three options and pick what the top ten would be? Uh, I'll just say one, two, or three, I think. Okay. Uh, I will say three. Okay, we're going to do... Because next week, Final Fantasy is coming out. Oh, it's Stranger's Paradise. Yes, yes. yes. It's like a remake of the first one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to do a top ten list of Final Fantasy games. <laughs> this is any fin- any game that's a fi- like Final Fantasy Tactics can count. Okay. Uh, like any like Final Fantasy ten three or whatever they're called. I, I don't yep. really know how those like I like mm-hmm. any Final Fantasy game is going to be fair. game. People are not ready for my top 10 Final Fantasy list. Uh, well, you get you're going to have to do this because I've played like two hours of Final Fantasy 15. Mm, yes, that won't be on my list. So I will, Spoilers, not, everybody. I will not be able to weigh in much. This is going to be like the opposite of our hockey uh, podcast so i'm going to let you basically handle this one then well i've got it okay so i i can i can make a mean top 10 final fantasy list okay perfect so everybody look forward to that yes nobody get too upset i'll get very upset. upset and this time they won't be upset at me so that's all right i know that's fair mm-hmm. um oh god that's gonna be exciting <laughs> can't wait to dunk on final fantasy seven uh anyways thank you guys for listening uh as always the theme song is sting operation by the band Anamanaguchi. they're an excellent chiptune band you should check them out and we will be back next week peace out